stranger. Hey. Man. You know, this is like this feeling of being back in the studio with you is like <laughs> it's like when you see you're like in third grade and you see your teacher in the supermarket and you're like, oh, like that's like they they have lives. Like, you know, like people people probably think that like we're just stuck recording and we're not. We have lives. We do have and lives. We decided to live it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we tend to do that where we, we, tend to we do just that. disappear for like three months at a time and then come back whenever without warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're unprepared and so are we. No, yeah. Um, but hello, welcome back to another episode of another uh, picture show podcast. I almost forgot the name. I know, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Who am I? <laughs> uh, I am Madeline. I'm Olivia. And we are just a pair of beautiful hot messes trying to make this work in the swirling, chaotic dumpster fire called life. I've missed you. I've, I've missed miss- you. I've missed seeing you on my screen and yelling into a microphone that I have to plug in with a USP, USB adapter. So Yes, I've, I've missed uh, getting angry over movies that really don't matter at all. Um, exactly. I mean, getting angry over many other things instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to be back and I'm excited. And I feel like we are both very unprepared for this episode, but we're going to do it anyway because... It might make it more fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If uh, anything, we'll have like more wild things to say. <laughs> oh, true. Very true. But this is a very, this is a highly anticipated episode. I've wanted to do this one for a while. I think mm. since we initially came up with the idea for the podcast, because honestly, oh, really? I mean, the podcast is named after this movie in part. So <gasps> it's oh. a very special movie for the two of us oh by the way we're not doing an intro uh like we normally do we're just getting into a movie (laughs) because we didn't plan this out we kind of just said we We didn't do an intro we just both watched the movie together and then we were like well the shadow casting really and we were like yeah let's do it and then we were like yes and that now we're here (laughs) exactly so usually for those who are new here uh, usually Madeline has not seen the movie and I have seen the movie and I tell her what we're going to watch. We take a little break to go watch the movie and then come back. And then I let Madeline tell me all of her thoughts on the movie. Um, but this time around, we've both seen the movie. We both love this movie. It's the reason that we have this podcast. And I literally have a tattoo dedicated to this movie. Yes. So this week we're going to be talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show or the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, fucking love Rocky Horror. And up until a few weeks ago, I was a Rocky Horror virgin, like mm. live show virgin. Mm. But mm. <laughs> you okay? I gotta okay. I gotta be honest about um, our adventure to see Rocky Horror Shadowcast. Oh no! Okay, in Baltimore. So we saw it together. Mm-hmm. We we got tickets. We saw it um, with our your sister our friend katie um ryan and katie's significant other derek mm-hmm. and me being the fifth wheel the fifth and shiniest wheel <laughs> uh, <laughs> not the spare time you were in the middle front and center so i really was i had a great time i was in a little i was in a little sandwich anyway so i was the fill into the sandwich so we go we buy tickets it was more of a strip along than it yeah. was a shadow casting. And I say this as like, I'm a purist in like every respect. Like there are so <laughs> you, many things, as you, you know. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't figured out that Madeline's a purist of most things. Then... Of most things. <laughs> I, I very rarely budge to like the creative <laughs> process. Artistic license does not exist <laughs> yeah. when you're messing with my favorite. Yeah, no, like, no artistic interpretation uh, when you're Absolutely dealing with Madeline. Absolutely not. Zero percent. So anyway, so they're doing, so I, when I was in college, we're like all over the map. I love it. It's um, fine. This is chaotic. Um, when I was in college, I did, I was part of like a troupe that did Rocky Horror Shadow Casting. The way Rocky Horror Shadow Castings typically go is they have like people dressed up as all of the characters and they literally do the movie with like props and like silly shit and like callbacks and stuff while the movie's playing in the background. This this 
situation that we went into was a strip along sort of where situation it was very fun like it was Mm -hmm. but I wish they had advertised it like that and I still would have been like super excited to go because when I showed up and you know the first the first act is always a strip because it's it's Trixie it's the lip singing and it's a stripper Mm -hmm. um I used to be Trixie and in the troupe that I did Rocky Horror with yeah I, I stripped for free which is you know it is what it is. Um, I should have, I should have been paid. Um, <laughs> but then they continued stripping and I was confused and I was like, but then the more we went into it, I was like, okay, so this is just a strip along because mm. they didn't do the acting behind it. They literally just every song had somebody come out and strip the whole but time. It wasn't even like every song. It was like every other song kind of, it was, it was like the big hits, like the big yeah. songs. Like it was the first, it was Rocky horror or not Rocky horror, um, double feature which is the first song mm-hmm. um and then yeah like yeah I would say every other song like all the big hits they would strip to basically yeah I mean and I then they fun. did the time warp fully clothed and I was like okay and then they continued <laughs> stripping <laughs> so if I'm going to be honest you guys did not actually like pop your cherry so to speak and you okay. have to the next time you go to a shadow casting you have to participate in the virgin game that is just my opinion. So we kind of did like the loophole sex kind of thing. Yeah. With our Okay. All right. Yeah. So it just means we have to go see another one sometime. That's fine with me. The horror. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. How inconvenient. <laughs> How inconvenient for you. But yeah, so we went to see that together and it inspired us to, to, to record this because it's been a while and ignite the fire the movie we both love and I think it means a lot to both of us so Madeline do do you have any any uh basic info on Rocky Horror before we get into it I do so Rocky Horror was a 1975 film based on the Rocky Horror show which was a uh, musical production that started in the West End in London in 1973 and it was writ- written by Richard O'Brien who plays Riff Raff um, and it stars like Tim Curry, Patricia Quinn, that one guy that's in everything, uh, Susan Sarandon. I didn't I'm trying to look up the stats but I kind of refuse to at this point. I'm just going off the cuff. <laughs> that's fine. Basically um, it's it's supposed to be like a a musical production kind of like poking fun at like B movies like horror films and like tropes from like the 1920s and 30s like that were popular in like the cheesy horror film or not 20s like 30s 40s 50s Mm -hmm. um and it's about this couple they're newly engaged they're off to see their science teacher like their high school (laughs) science teacher there that's the first person they decide to announce their engagement to and they end up getting lost or getting lost and getting stuck and stumbling upon a castle where I'm going to call him androgynous because some of the terminology is outdated and also mostly offensive. An androgynous alien named Frankenfurter, and he is celebrating with all of his like alien buddies the creation of his like basically his like boothang, Rocky, who's just like a zombie with abs (laughs) (laughs) and all the shenanigans that go on. And it's about like sexual liberation and you know, just doing what, you know, whatever you want with your identity and fuck the norm and just, you know, be yourself. Don't dream it, be it. You know what I mean? Like that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's a widely celebrated counterculture cult classic for a reason. Yeah. The end, the end of my description of Rocky Horror. It's good. Thanks. Thanks You're for welcome. that. <laughs> episode over goodbye all right goodbye (laughs) we both had seen this movie before do you remember the first time you ever saw rocky horror yes i was in like high school or college like i was like in my teens mid to late teens because i i watched it i actually watched the movie and shortly after joined the cast because i was so involved (laughs) so the first time i saw it was like yeah i would say it was like my freshman year of college because i didn't start until my sophomore year doing the show and then and I loved it I thought it was wonderful I loved Tim Curry I will always love Tim Curry so when I figured out Tim Curry was in it I was very excited I just loved the music and the dancing and at that point 
that was a point in time where I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into theater or not. And thank mm. God <laughs> I did not go into theater because I love all my actor friends out there, but I hate working with actors. So, cause I've done it. Mm. My friend Denver and I actually went to the Rocky Horror shadow casting in my town and we were virgins. So we had to do the whole virgin song and dance. And I thought it was so fun. And like the callbacks were so cute. Um, and so, yeah, I, I decided to do it and I've like, I just love Rocky Horror. I watch it. Like, I feel like I watch it more often than I should, but, uh, I do watch Rocky Horror quite a bit. (laughs) What about Uh, you? I think I watched it for the first time when I was in college. I think I was just like by myself at my mom's house. And I was just like, I should probably watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, it's time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I decided to watch it alone in my mom's house. And I, I don't know what I was expecting. Cause like I knew at, at, up at that point, I knew you had been in the shadow cast, but I hadn't seen it. I heard the music and I liked the music and I had seen all the, you know, clips of Tim Curry and stuff. And I was like, you know, this seems like something I would really like. Uh, Cause I love Tim Curry and everything else. Mm-hmm. So uh, I watched it and it was very weird, but a good weird. The more you, I feel like no matter how many times you watch it, you're like, this is fucking weird. You know, you're just Mm -hmm. like, can't stop, won't stop. Mm -hmm. That's just Richard O'Brien though. Like he is a weird, weird individual. I was actually reading an article about him prior to recording. And I thought like when I was reading the article, I thought he came out as trans but then later on he's like no I'm a third gender and I'm 70% man and 30% woman <laughs> and I was like that is so Richard O'Brien <laughs> like yes sure of course of course you are You're like yes. go go Richard exactly uh, go go Richard you do your thing boo boo mm-hmm. we love you anyway the little that I do know because I think we both tried to do a tiny bit of tiny bit of preparation for this but it's already a mess. So thank you for listening if you're listening, but uh, this is going to be a shit show of an episode. Rocky Horror shit show. Yeah. I know that um, Richard O'Brien was like unemployed when he came up with the idea for Rocky Horror and he grew up loving like B horror films and like the just cheesiness of kind of horror stuff that came out in the thirties, forties and fifties. And I think he wrote the script for the stage show or the, I don't know what the, how it works, like the book, the music, whatever, how it all came together. But he wrote, you know, the concept of it and showed it to the guy who would later direct the movie, Jim Sharman, who's an Australian director. Um, and I think they were working on something together at the time and he showed him and Jim Sharman was like, this is brilliant. And so they, <laughs> they created the stage show the stage show kind of started to gain popularity around around London or wherever they were. And now we have a movie. No, I do love, I do love like the references to, you know, the B-horror movies, like the tribute to them. Cause like, obviously the opening song, which is double feature is like talking about all the, essentially all the um, movies that he took inspiration from mm-hmm. for the story. Like he's talking about, um, Oh shit, what's it called? The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. King Kong, uh, When Worlds Collide, The Invisible Man, a bunch of other ones that I don't have listed, but those are those are some of the references in the opening song. And you see them again throughout like the actual movie, like the King Kong reference, the Worlds Collide reference, even kind of the invisible man a little bit, not so mm. much, but you know, it's it's definitely just all plays into like the feel of the movie as well. Just like the, like the wacky, like completely out of left field kind of, you know, vibe that he was going for was definitely like felt from start to finish. It's just yeah. like, even the, even the engagement scene, like, it's just so weird. You're just yeah. watching it and I'm like, like, what kind of fucking wedding is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I like how he like the movie is a tribute it's a parody but it's also kind of a tribute to all those horror movies like B movies from that era um and so all those tropes from those like cheesy horror movies are there 
like aliens and uh, a like doctor guy damsel in distress yeah like an evil scientist you know nazi the, scientist yeah though, nazi scientist one- <laughs> mm-hmm. like a frankenstein's monster kind of story like i have so many thoughts about this movie but it is hard to like get it all out like mm. the, the thing that's coming the thing that's coming to the forefront of my mind is kind of how it rode the coattails of like the sexual liberation movement of the 60s yeah and how it's like continuing to ride kind of like I don't want to call this I see I'm not one like educated enough to speak to this nor am I a member of this community but like I feel like it's always been like at the cornerstone of like the LGBTQ culture it's definitely something that's always been there but on the same on the other side of the coin it also has like outdated language that is I don't want to call I mean is it controversial I don't know because it's like people acknowledge that the language exists and that it like the 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 words they use and like and the callbacks like throughout time have have gotten outdated and and offensive and stuff like that using offensive words Mm. but like yeah like the con the concept of like uh being called a transvestite and that sort of stuff is outdated, but people still watch it and love it. Despite, I, I feel like those words are almost like a, like not aggressive and like, like you want to get your ass beat, but it's just like, it's like, it's a word you don't hear anymore. So when you hear somebody yeah. say it, you're just like, like, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm also not, I mean, like I, I'm queer, but I'm not like a part of the culture enough or have been a part of the culture enough to know you know the history of that word and like anything about it now you know so I don't I don't really know mm-hmm. how to speak on how people feel about it now watching the movie um right I think it's interesting though like you said that it's still so beloved and those things are still part of the movie and like people can see the movie as the cornerstone that it is despite its you know obvious flaws like there's a lot of things about the movie that are outdated and iffy to say the least uh like there's a few sexual assault scenes and whatnot but I I think that the role that it has played in queer culture and kind of the movement of queer representation in film like overall is a lot bigger than those few like missteps in the movie itself if that makes sense yeah and it's more like it's more like just those parts didn't age well yeah yeah and there are and it's it's funny I mean there's so many movies out there that people love that have not aged well so many tv shows that have not aged well Mm -hmm. and I mean it's but it's survived like the censorship because I mean there are there are episodes of like television shows that have since been like cut out of of the season on, you know, Netflix, Netflix or Hulu or, or whatever, because it had, you know, blackface or it had like, uh, like a super, you know, sexist scene in it or something like that. Like it, like there have been like waves of like censorship because of things that haven't aged well. And it is surprising that Rocky Horror has survived as the film itself, Rocky Horror Picture Show mm-hmm. itself has survived like the censorship waves. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason it might have survived too is because like, or like looking back on it, it might not have aged well, but it's also was made by like queer people, right. you know, or people who were part of the community and was not made in bad faith at all. And you can see that by how, like, just, you can just feel it, you know? Mm, that's true. So I don't know why they would censor it. <laughs> well, what's what's interesting is like, so when I did the shadow casting, what was censored, I will say. Yeah. And again, neither here nor there to be like, it's probably a good thing in the long run that this was censored is the callbacks. So like when you do a shadow casting, there is um, throughout the history of the show, the reason that these like callbacks exist, like for those of you that don't know, it's like, it's like an additional, like, like it's literally like an addendum to the script of the movie. So like something will happen. And the audience, you know, whoever's hosting the shadow casting will say the callback. It's like, it's just supposed to be funny, like little add-ons to the movie. So, so for example, whenever Brad and Janet introduce themselves, like 
everybody's supposed to call Brad an asshole and Janet a slut. Mm-hmm. And that dates back to, you know, after the film came out and people would go weekly, this group would go weekly to um, New York to where it was being screened. And they would just like sit in the front row, this group of people sit in the front row and just like, you know, make these jokes throughout the film. And at at some point it got like memorialized. And now it's by the power and beauty of, you know, word of mouth and subsequently the internet, people began to incorporate them into the shadow casting full time. And some are, some vary slightly throughout like whatever, you know, place you're doing the shadow casting from, but they're all, a lot of them are very similar. And so a lot of the callbacks have been censored. For example, like I said, you call Brad an asshole, you call Janet a slut. Hmm. When we were at the shadow casting, um, the host was uh, saying, let's not slut shame and say yay slut when we see Janet because she's proud of being a slut and I don't disagree with that however I don't know is it is it bad of me to be like a little peeved that that was like censored I just thought it was like I don't know I might be I might be a little uh, old-fashioned here but I was like (laughs) me being a purist (laughs) I was like Okay, we all, we're all adults. adults. Everyone yeah. here should be an adult watching this, yeah. first of all. Yeah. Um, secondly, we all should know not to say, not to slut shame somebody, you know? And I understand, and the other, another callback, sorry, I got a little sidetrack again. Mm-hmm. Another, <laughs> another callback was previously using the F slur when referring to Frankenfurter. And they said, do not say that. And I was like, that's fair. That one I was like, fair enough. I was like, yep, that's a good call. Good call all around everybody. (laughs) But I wanna, I'm a purist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How could you imagine me being the only one screaming? (laughs) No. (laughs) I would get my ass handed to me by every queer person in that place. I would have left you there. That's all right. I would have understood. (laughs) Um, But anyway. So that one aside, I feel like, I don't know, it's my purest side coming out of me where it's like, we're all adults. We know not to slut shame people. Like, who are yeah. we setting an example for? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, in, yeah, in the, in the environment of like a Rocky Horror shadow cast, everyone in there has most likely seen the film before, understands the, it's like about sexual liberation in one form or another, you know? And Janet realizing her sexuality and experiencing that and like becoming and confident she in that. It up and it's yeah, wonderful. exactly. Like, why are we, I don't know, babying the audience to be like, like, it's like they've never said the word before. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I say slut like 14 times a week. You know what I mean? Like, if we're reclaiming the word, like, let us reclaim the word. Like, right. Let's, let's just, just, let's just say slut and yeah. move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so the film itself survives censorship. The callbacks, not so much. Some, some for silly reasons, some for very good reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I guess, the nature of the beast. I don't, I don't know why I'm complaining. I'm just, you know, a purist. <laughs> it's fine. We're just going to keep talking about the shadow cast, the specific shadow cast that we went to that this no one else. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but what I'm like, I feel like that is probably like a ripple effect across like all shadow casts. Mm. so we do need to get back to the movie I just like I can't stop (laughs) (laughs) I brought up censorship and then I immediately thought of that because Mm -hmm. I can't stop so okay so what is it about the movie specifically that like you appreciate or that you like like what what about the film draws you to it I think it's it's a lot of things. I think it is initially it was like the music and like, just like the fun, like quirkiness. Like if we, if nobody's noticed, I'm, I'm very campy. I like just like weird (laughs) shit. And I, you know, I thoroughly embrace that and it's totally fine. I think the other thing um, besides Tim Curry, like that's just, that's probably top tier reason why I love it so much. Um, And how fabulous he is in like every single scene, like where is his Oscar? I don't know, but he needs one. The other thing is like, it really was about like 
the idea of like sexual liberation for me because like I was raised like I don't want to say like super conservatively because I wasn't like super sheltered but I was definitely raised in an and in an environment where like you know you wait until you're married to have mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. and people say things about like young women being sexually active and and you know your parents say it your neighbors say it like you you overhear these things growing up I'm sure you've had similar experiences where you're just like you're like oh like I don't want to be a slut like I don't yeah. want to have sex because I don't want to be talked about yeah like people you know talk about you know this other woman or whatever mm-hmm. and so going to a show where like girls were like people were half naked like people were stripping like and everybody was having a good time like nobody gave a fuck yeah I was like oh this is fantastic and then when I joined the cast and back to the shadow cast but like this is a personal (laughs) experience (laughs) this is a personal experience like I did like this I did the striptease at the beginning there's there's photos of me on the internet doing this I will not tell you where to find them but there are photos out there but you know I did it and it was just like so it was very liberating like it was Mm -hmm. really fun and you know, cause it was just like, so I just, I did, I actually genuinely felt like very sexy doing it, even though mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're in like a shitty theater, you're 19 years old. You're like, you know, la- giving a lap dance to like somebody you do not know and you will never see again. But all in all, it was just like, it gave, it gave a confidence boost. Yeah. And the, and the movie in general, I'm sure did that for people like prior to shadow cast and prior to, to any other like weird culture thing surrounding it but you know people who watched it for the first time in 1975 finally felt possibly could have felt like represented or you know excited for something like new and different like it's still so different from like anything I've ever seen before in my life yeah I I I was trying to think if there was like anything that's come out recently or in the past like 15 years that would be considered like similar to Rocky Horror in like what it was going for or like what it achieved the kind of weird cultural impact that Rocky Horror has had if there was anything within the past 15 years that did anything similar and I couldn't think of anything that I can't either yeah like I it's just kind of a a diamond I don't know I don't know how else to describe it it's just kind of a I mean there's a plot to it (laughs) but whenever I try to describe the movie to someone who's never seen it I'm like there's a there's not a plot or there is a plot but the plot doesn't matter right. <laughs> really it's kind of just about the experience of watching it and the feelings that you have if you're new to it kind of experiencing the sexual liberation with the characters for the first time and just watching these people who are so comfortable in the characters that they're playing just mm-hmm. have fun with it and not give a fuck because like the time like you know watching it now we have the luxury of 2021 like progressive ideals (laughs) uh looking back on something that's would be considered tame today I guess but you watch it and you know that like at the time it was there was nothing else like it like literally nothing else and when it first came out it like didn't do very well because audiences didn't know what the fuck it was and so like nobody went to go see (laughs) nobody went to go see it they canceled a bunch of showings they were afraid of like how it would be received in the U.S. it wasn't really until some people started just playing it at midnight that it kind of slowly grew its audience and it has been the longest running like theatrical release ever ever since it's it's just a very special movie and I I think the reason that this episode feels so chaotic and we're all over the place and don't really have like a structure to how we're talking about it is because the movie is that way like right it just feels very like chaotically thrown together but also with a lot of love put into it yeah no I I I love the movie like I said in the beginning I do have a tattoo dedicated to Rocky Horror it's the lips if you ever see the movie which you should have should watch the movie if you're listening to this uh, it's a play on I'm, I'm I don't know why I'm like looking at it like <laughs> to describe it it's just like the the lips from the poster but there's polka dots in the background instead of it being solid black so because I was Trixie I was the 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 stripper when the lips were singing and I think those are actually Richard O'Brien's lips that are singing on the poster it's actually a 
like a model. So I think it's a not Victoria's Secret model, but maybe Sports Illustrated or something. It's like a model that they got for the poster. But the lips mm. in the opening sequence are, are it's Richard O'Brien singing, but it's Patricia Quinn's lips. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was like, yeah. I know it's <clears throat> I knew it was one of the cast members' lips. So yeah, I guess you could say Patricia Quinn's lips on my leg forever. Nice. Um, so what was your favorite song? Like what is, we have very different favorite songs. We have very hot takes. I might have a hot take because you don't, you're not as into my favorite song or one of my favorite I songs. like your favorite song, but it's not my favorite song. I'm not going to. Which is I'm like basically gonna, saying you She's preemptively it. making me look like the bad guy. Like I'm yeah, going to yell It's working. <laughs> I'm already getting pissed. No, um, <laughs> I don't, it's hard because like they all like make me feel different way so I don't know um sweet transvestite is like probably my number one I that may be cliche but I don't know every time I see Tim Curry come down and like rip off his like cape (laughs) I it's uh gives me so much joy every time doesn't matter what my mood was before but if I wasn't going to be cliche, I really like Eddie, like the song about Eddie. Because <laughs> it's like so weird and like out of place. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Not the night, but the day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like right now. But mm-hmm. okay, actually, my my all time favorite of of the whole show is Rose Tint My World. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing, start to finish. Yep. Um, but because it's like a 10 minute song. Um, but the one that really has my heart, um, Hot Patootie, because like they just start the song. They're like, there's no real knowing the, the title. Um, Hot Patootie is my. We know how you feel about meatloaf. So it doesn't come as a I surprise. I fucking love meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This movie is all about sexual liberation. And y'all are kind of slut shaming me over being like mildly into meatloaf. It- only in Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. I said it during the music, the, the movie musical draft, and you and Katie were shook to your core, and I'm not here for it. I could feel it, though, when we were doing a Fight Club, so I could feel the sexual tension that you had. So. Between me and um, <laughs> me love. <laughs> me love in a fat suit. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the motorcycle just like rolled around like it's just so stupid like where did the mo like why is he in the deep freeze like why why did you put him in the deep freeze with his motorcycle like let's you know what I mean it's just mm. so nonsensical um, and then he just gets murdered at the <laughs> end. So that the first it time was I, a Nazi killing the first time I watched it I was like oh shit like that's actually a lot of blood yeah he just like, like straight up done dead like, murdered that man okay it was a Nazi killing. I, I heard a little like tidbit about Meatloaf, like becoming a part of this project before he was cast in, in the movie, he like saw a performance of Tim Curry as Frankenfurter, like at some theater. And he was so like shocked by it that he like left and like ran away from the theater and then got a ticket for jaywalking. And I was like, wow. <laughs> You must be like really what? fucking moving if no. a cop is like that man loves to be with a ticket. Like <laughs> I don't care who he is. Like cease and desist, sir. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. I thought like jaywalking tickets were a myth, but I guess not. Meatloaf oh. is is there. He's to the testify. first and only. First and only jaywalking <laughs> ticket because that one officer was like, he is a danger to himself. He was so shooketh by tim curry's performance maybe he was like so like sexually confused like he had to Mm -hmm. run away because he was like i don't know what i feel right now but i'm into it and it scares me i guess i didn't really say how like why i'm drawn to the film oh yeah go for it it's the like sexual awakening thing too because i mean yes yes absolutely (laughs) fucking knew it um No, I mean, I think, you know, I was closeted for like 26 years of my life. And I think this movie was like a a baby step forward in like me kind of accepting the queer part of me. 
just because of how unapologetically everybody is themselves in this movie. And like I said before, the the time that it came out, it was I was just shocked that it did come out when it came out, you know? Because I think the culture at the time was, yes, it was like post the sexual revolution of the 60s, but was still like not represented on screen really in any meaningful way. And like specifically queer sexuality and female sexuality in any meaningful way. Like Susan Sarandon specifically in this movie, I think really resonated with me because she just kind of is wild <laughs> and it's like, fuck it. I, I want to, you know, feel good and do my thing. I had never, I hadn't seen that in a movie from that time before Rocky Horror. And I also think like the great thing about, if I may interject, like about Susan Sarandon and um, Janet's character is like, she's like, you know, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, do my thing. I'm going to, I, I want to have sex. I'm going to have sex. Like, I'm going to have a good time. And I'm, it's going to be with the super hot, like, ripped ab zombie man. But the thing that I, I think was great about it was it wasn't, like, made fun of. Like, you yeah. know, like, like there wasn't any sort of, like, the whole movie's supposed to be, like, jovial and light and, like, silly and weird and, like, mm-hmm. an enjoyable time. But they didn't, like, there in no way was, like, it made a joke like her becoming like sexually awakened because like the whole the whole I guess theme of the movie is like giving yourself over to temptation Mm -hmm. and so once she did it wasn't like haha you stupid slut like look at you slutting it up like you're you're horrible like Mm -hmm. nobody slut shamed her in the movie so like yeah everybody was like what the fuck like you're sleeping with Rocky like Mm -hmm. yeah Frankfurt (laughs) was mad and everything but like even then he was just like he was mad that she slept with his man's not Mm -hmm. necessarily that she was like slutting it up because he was getting down and dirty with her non-consensually earlier in the movie so it was it was it was more about the the personal uh uh breach of etiquette rather Mm -hmm. than like her sexual freedom is what I'm getting at but anyway in general it was it was nice to see that like she was able to be like sexually free and like the movie it wasn't from a lens in the movie that was like this is a bad thing like where the virgin or like the girl, the virgin survives the horror movie or whatever. Like she lives at the end, like she survives Mm -hmm. and she, you know, doesn't end up with her, you know, Dudley (laughs) uh, fiance who also is like, has his own sexual awakening. And I thought he, another weird sexual awakening for me. I thought he looked, Brad looks so fine in his makeup, in his cabaret. Oh yeah. Um, His legs. Yes. Oh my God. Legs for days. I but like the makeup like the mm. the boa mm. the corset I was I was here for all of it I was oh, like yeah, I'm absolutely yeah I was like I am really into all of this <laughs> actually <laughs> the only time I'm into like tall skinny men is if they're in boas and underwear like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and cabaret makeup <laughs> when your man's comes home from work and you're like it's time and you just like hand in the <laughs> no bar. you're like go go into the bedroom and lay something out for you and it's a corset <laughs> and like a thong He's like, not again <laughs> do the dance <laughs> start doing like roast in my <laughs> and the other thing is like i don't know much about uh barry boswell i'm looking him up real quick we're just we're really just hammering onto the internet oh yeah uh barry oh. bostwick Boswick. I call him Barry Boswell and I know that's not right, but I won't stop doing it. Um, he's allegedly <laughs> a straight man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he hasn't come out of the closet. He's been married to women, like he has children, etc. So we are under the assumption that he is a straight man. Mm-hmm. And yet like, and in the seventies, you know, like, as we said, like, yeah, the sexual revolution happened, but like, you know, this is still like a very like rocky, haha, huh. like, road (laughs) (laughs) turbulence I don't know yes it is it is very turbulent of him to be doing like a a role like this because Mm -hmm. you know he ends up dancing he ends up like making out with Tim Curry at one point like it's all like Mm. you know in the in the pool and they're having like an orgy and it's just like it's all kind and you know even being associated with that film like at the time I'm sure was like 
you know, an interesting like career choice to have made as like a young and up and coming actor. And like his yeah. career has not suffered because of it. You know, he's mm-hmm. done a thousand and one roles ever since. But the fact that like, even he was like, yeah, I'll do this role. And like, he was like, his character like was sexually awakened, like beyond just like not being a fuddy-duddy, but like, you know, getting a blowjob by, you know, a androgynous alien, yeah. um, you know, doing all this like, crazy shit dancing around and in you know fishnets and heels and he was doing a fantastic job everybody looked like they had so much fun making yeah. a movie and that's like the other thing I love about it mm-hmm. that's why I love Mamma Mia it's like it's it's not a good Rocky movie but is actually a good movie Mamma Mia is a bad movie but both casts look like they had a fantastic time making it true true um I know that uh what's his name Steve Martin like auditioned for the role of Brad because when they were, you know, when they were making the film, the production company was like, okay, so you're going to release it in the United States. So we need like American actors. And, you know, a lot of the the stage performers like came over to, to be in the movie, like Tim Curry and um, mm-hmm. Nell Campbell and Patricia Quinn and Richard O'Brien, obviously. But they they were like, you need to have American actors. So like scrap all these people and like, you know, either get musicians to play the characters in the movie or whatever. And we'll give you like a ton of money to make the movie. Um, But then Richard O'Brien and um, Jim Sharman were like, nah, we kind of like Tim Curry as Frankenfurter. And we like all these people, like they know the characters, you know, Brad and Janet are like the the lamest characters I guess so like (laughs) give those to the Americans so that's why uh, Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick Bostwick see it's like a hard name to remember we're in the we're in the film but a lot of American actors and comedians um auditioned including Steve Martin and I think that would have been a very interesting choice um but he went on to play the the evil dentist in Little Shop so he had yeah he had had his moment moment. (laughs) in a heartwarming musical about Mm. horror aliens Mm -hmm. but because they didn't cast a bunch of americans and musicians like they had asked they like cut their funding by like they only had a fifth of what they originally were told they could have so you know you know how it goes but i think they've made up for it so it's okay agreed because it would be it's hard to imagine like a higher quality like rocky horror like like a better set or like you know better effects and like shit like that like that's part of like the charm is like mm-hmm. it's so corny the scene where they're bringing rocky to life it's like he's in a tank of water and it's turning rainbow and then suddenly like there's no water in the tank oh, yeah <laughs> he just gets out and you're just like where'd the water go yeah it's just the oh. sides of the tank are like colors now um, yeah exactly i mean did you watch the the new one the like 2016 tv show tv made for tv rocky horror that's kind of uh what that was it was higher budget um famous people doing it and it's uh there was no charm to it there was no heart and also it was made for tv so like the point of rocky horror the sexual like freedom and liberation of it is like watered down for oh yeah the the audience it's like like it's like why would why why would you do this but you know you haven't seen it so we don't need to talk about it too much mm-hmm. they're a bunch of fuddy-duddy wet blankets <laughs> don't want anything good or nice to be on tv <laughs> i guess we can go through like the cast we've d- gone through some of them already but kind of talk about their performances individually sure so we have uh, Richard O'Brien, the guy who created everything um, as Riff Raff. I very much love that he was Riff Raff. Mm-hmm. One, because it's more than like seeing, it's like, it's like when you see like Twilight and you see Stephanie Meyer do the cameo and you're like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. but no one tells you that's her until like, mm-hmm. you're like, by the way, like she, that one lady in that scene, she wrote the books and then you watch it again and you're like, <gasps> Yeah, like that one lady that it. they had like a weird close-up on for no reason. Uh, yeah, that was her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote the whole thing. She's the reason it exists. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but then it's like, take that and multiply it by a million. 
because you want you might watch it the first time not know who Richard O'Brien is and then somebody later on is like oh yeah by the way the guy that plays Riff Raff wrote the whole thing and then you're like <gasps> you know mm-hmm. um so it's fun and it's it's fun that he's also like he's a big character but he's not the star like he didn't yeah. write himself to be Frankenfurter you know he um, wanted to be Meatloaf like he wanted to be Meatloaf's character uh Eddie and I'm like it was nah. better it was better that it was Meatloaf <laughs> yeah. yeah because like I'm sorry, yeah. Richard O'Brien. You are not a. You are not an Eddie. Um, you are not an Eddie. No, <laughs> no. You are a riffraff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he did a great job. I agree. It was very fun to to have that extended cameo. I guess. Um. Yeah, and he's the perfect like creepy guy to do it. Yes, he looks very gaunt and alien esque. I guess. Yeah. And then we have uh, Nell Campbell, who plays Columbia. I don't know much about Nell Campbell. I don't either. Um, I knew that uh, she was a soda jerk, like, near the theater that they were doing, or that they were, like, planning to do the show. Hmm. Um, And so, like, they were, Richard O'Brien was there, like, getting ice cream or whatever. And, like, I guess Nell Campbell, like, danced for her patrons. Um, and so they like asked her to do it and then they were like, Hey, do you want to be in the show? And so they basically like wrote the part of Columbia for her based off of her like tap dancing in this little soda shop. Um, Cute. Yeah. Aw. I love that. I love when (laughs) shit like that happens. That's so Mm -hmm. great. Um, she was cute. I honestly don't know like what her backstory is like as Columbia you know like was, I was think she so like a her... creation I don't understand no I think she was I think she was sort of somebody like Brad and Janet who kind of like just met Frank hmm. Frankenfurter and then they were like and he you know enticed her into his world and she just stayed mm-hmm. um you know because like he cast her aside like she says it like you cast me aside for Eddie and then you cast him aside for this like you know creature that you made and killed eddie obviously hmm. um so i think she was like literally a groupie that just like hung around gotcha um after for, and you know maybe hoping for like a second chance with frankenfurter hmm. all right cool i've always wondered that I, I was never like clear really yeah they don't explain it but i think like context clues like when she's like yelling at him before mm-hmm. he turns her into a statue like that's the sort of Mm-hmm. um that's really all you get gotcha um and then we've got um patricia quinn as magenta she's just so like weird and uh sexy i love her so much <laughs> she's like scary sexy like yeah. you're like you terrify me but i'm into it like you're gonna hurt me but it's okay but it's okay yeah <laughs> but i'll i'll be okay if you do like yeah. i want it to happen <laughs> I don't know how she be, like got brought on board for the Rocky Horror Show, um, but I know that she was part of the original stage show and just kind of transferred into the movie. Right. Um, obviously, Tim Curry. Fantastic. We, well, 25,000 yeah. out of 10. Yep. I don't think, I honestly think it's like one of, I'm not even tr- trying to be like hyperbolic. Like, I think it's probably one of the like best performances I've ever seen in film. Like yeah. there's not, there's not many performances that kind of excite me as much as him as Frank, Frankenfurter, you know, I can't, yeah, really... no, he does a he does a wonderful, wonderful job. Like he was like, he was made for that role. Mm-hmm. That role was made for him. Nobody else could have done it. Nobody else can really do it again. Like he is truly like a once in like a millennia like mm-hmm. person, especially for the role of Frankenfurter. Mm-hmm. Frankenfurter. <laughs> I know that um Mick Jagger really wanted to play Frankenfurter in the movie. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I can't uh, that even... would have been so weird. It would have. I don't think the movie would have been. It wouldn't have turned into the cult classic that it is. I think it would it kind of would have been just like oh cool yeah remember that movie that uh Mick Jagger did it was like really yeah, weird kind of like labyrinth <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah remember when David yeah. Bowie made a movie <laughs> yeah 
Um, so it would, it kind of would have just been like that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be as special, I think, as it, as yeah. it has turned into. And who knows how many like changes he, he would have like wanted to the script or anything mm-hmm. because he's Mick Jagger. He doesn't want to do certain things mm-hmm. on screen. So there are, yeah. there's, we, we will never know, which is a good thing. We'll never yeah. know what that's like. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that, um, I know that Tim Curry, like his voice is like not his actual voice. You know what I mean? Like his accent, the accent that he's using is not his normal speaking accent. It's like a mix between mm. like a impersonation of the queen of Queen Elizabeth and his yeah. mom, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. Very, Very posh. posh accent. Mm-hmm. But I could also like not, I could not see him speaking any other way. Like part of me hopes that he just speaks like that, but yeah, it's probably not. That's probably not right. <laughs> Cause he just like says things so weird sometimes. I'm just like, you're like, mm, mm-hmm. where did you, what? How did you say that? Oh, the guy who played Rocky. So Peter Hidwood, I believe his name is. He was, he honestly was of all of them. He was probably the one that could have been replaced the easiest mm-hmm. for me well he wasn't I mean none of them were like you know well-known actors but he had literally this was like pretty much one of like two films that he'd ever been in he did this and then he went on to do one other movie and then he quit acting altogether. and now he like is sells antiques in London <laughs> good for him yeah <laughs> I don't know why I think it's so funny but he's like part of the one of the biggest cult classic films of all time as Rocky, like the titular character. And now he just sells antiques in London and has just lives a quiet life. Like he's not a part of it at all. I think it's great. And he's the like- sort of damage is hanging <laughs> over his head. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But I guess he said that he, he, he was like, I'm bad at acting and I cringe whenever I watch myself. So I'm just Aww, gonna- I'm just gonna- We love Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. We love Rocky. But he's just, you know, living a quiet life and that's his prerogative and I wish him all the happiness oh, yeah. in the world. Like, good for him. He's making mm-hmm. hand over fist in royalties, probably. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. So the antiquing thing is just literally a side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> good for him. We love to see it. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because I was like, yeah, I, is interesting. I, I, always, I didn't like, know that. things about Rocky Horror and like he's never mentioned and I'm like, but he's like, the title guy you he know is like rocky. He, is, he is rocky like why does no one like mention him like he's not part of the movie but i guess that's why he's just he doesn't want to be part of the the media thing and mm. that's fine so i was hoping it wasn't like anything bad like he like killed somebody and so now like everyone acts like he doesn't exist <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like he, he like he got canceled by the rest we of the don't cast. talk about him. yeah like I, <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't anything bad like that but I was happy to to find out it was it was not good I'm glad yeah that's that would have been a dark turn mm-hmm. he couldn't handle the pressure of being rocky so he went on a killing spree <laughs> I think that's the majority of the cast is there uh anyone I'm forgetting we didn't really talk about Susan Sarandon we talked about like her mm. um just like her character being like sexually liberated Mm. I personally love Susan Sarandon I feel like there's a lot of Susan Sarandon haters out there though and I'm not like putting up with that bullshit like like haters of her in this movie or just haters of her in general I think in general well she's like a very um vocal leftist and so I think a lot of people don't like that well I mean (laughs) No, I'm saying like, you know, she's a woman, she's a vocal leftist, and there's a lot of people out there who don't like that. So maybe that's where the Susan Sarandon hate comes from, but there she is a no Susan Sarandon slander she is, on this podcast. She is based and I love her um, yes. and she's amazing in this movie. And, but yeah, um, so if you were to cast, if they were to remake Rocky Horror today, Hmm. who would be your (laughs) ideal cast i recast them all as they are like 75 years old (laughs) oh no tim curry is frankenfurter now oh no (laughs) 
be a much darker film (laughs) (laughs) being sexually liberated at like 75 years old um (laughs) for those who don't know tim curry had a stroke in 2013 and now he's in a wheelchair and can't really um do much so all of these jokes are very dark and and we are terrible people the sword of damn Oh, yeah, I would drag that dude out of his antique shop and I'd be like, you're doing Rocky again <laughs> before I burn the antiques. Mm. Um, <laughs> Just take out a match. Do the okay. dance. Yeah, I said, I said, put on the golden <laughs> underwear. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like that would be like fucking elder abuse at that point. <laughs> I get jailed for a hate crime um I'm trying to think of like somebody these have to be like living people right like because they're remaking it in the yes. present day mm-hmm. okay damn um Robert Pattinson that's Frank Inferter interesting choice I was just throwing it out there I don't know if that's an actual serious uh thing it was literally just popped into my head I could kind of see it though I could, I think I can would... almost see him being riffraff more than I could see him being Frankenfurter. But like, or like he would be a good uh, Eddie, I think. Kind of like Drew Barrymore in, in Scream, where she like dies in the first five oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, well, Robert Pattinson's in this, and he literally dies after like <laughs> one song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I can mm-hmm. see, I can see Robert, uh, Robert um, Pattinson. Pattinson. I. I almost said Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Robert Pattinson as Eddie, but I, I would almost want him to be Riff Raff more. Okay, that's fine. Eddie. We can we can make him Riff Raff and we could do like Jack Force Black. him to relive his vampire days. And he's like, no. Yeah. And he's British, which is extra points. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like Jack Black as Eddie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be good. Jack Black as Eddie. Because he's got the like rock and roll vibe that Eddie brings. Because Eddie's like, kind of uh bringing the the like soft rock I don't know if soft rock is right but like the rock and roll vibes of the 50s mm-hmm. like um, the rockabilly kind of feel. yeah 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 and um, I think okay. Jack Black could do that and also I Meatloaf can... played uh his dad in Tenacious D so you know that connection but... oh there you go yeah exactly <laughs> like father like son yeah uh-huh. I like how I asked you what your cast would be and then I'm just throwing out yeah you're just throwing it out no but I'm agreeing I would say maybe somebody like, see, now I'm torn about who should be, I feel like, Don, have you seen Pose, the show? Pose? Uh, no. I, no. Pose. Well, one of the actresses, Dominique Jackson, she plays like the, the bitchy, um, like, in the first season, she's like the, the competition to like, because it's like you know the 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 drag houses Mm, mm -hmm. and she plays one of like she's the the mother of the rival house and she's like a massive bitch but she's like fabulous and like you know just so over the top I think she would be a fantastic Frankenfurter oh yeah and now I cannot imagine anybody else being Frankenfurter if they did a remake all right I'm trying to think of who would be like a good like brad and janet because they're just like so generic but then at the end they have to be like so they have to like mesh well like with the group at the end Mm -hmm. jake gyllenhaal no he's too old i'd say maybe like um what's his name the kid from hunger games Peta. oh um josh hutcherson yeah yeah okay i could see oh yeah, I could see him. Or you like know- Logan Lerman, because he yeah, looks, yeah, yeah. Logan Lerman looks kind of mm-hmm. like Barry Boswick back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. So one of those two. Because they're like very like boyish and innocent looking, but I could definitely see them like having Which I'm fun. also into. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ending the show. I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> we could go with either of those. Mm. As far as you know, Janet- you know who else would be a good riffraff though? Hmm. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> he would be an interesting choice. I feel like he'd be a much more animated riffraff, though. Yeah. Because like riffraff's like he's like 
he's like weird and quirky but he's like he's like kind of slow moving and he like he he moves like he's supposed to be kind of like igor you know what i mean like he's just kind of like yeah but like, he can like he gets sprightly at some points like he you know he starts like growling and like you know like kind of yeah but i feel like daniel radcliffe like literally is like a wind-up toy and you just like set him and he like can't stop he's like like that's my that's like my i mean he he played a dead body in like swiss army man so i think if he can like channel that it was very animated dead body true very true (laughs) i think i think he could do it and i think i mean he he's done the um he did that whole like burlesque show thing in that show that he's in so i think he's like that's I don't know what I'm just connecting that to any any actor who's done a burlesque show like can be in my movie fair enough yeah good mm. point but I mean, actually you know it's funny speaking of um Logan Lerman as Brad mm. he was in um Perks of Being a Wallflower and in Perks of Being a Wallflower they like do a Rocky Horror shadow cast and I'm mm. pretty sure he's Brad his character is Brad in the shadow cast so it's perfect like it's meant to be well, there you go. We'll call him up and we'll see if he's interested. What about uh, Janet? Janet's tough. Janet has to be small. Well, not necessarily small, but like annoying and like unassuming at first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would say almost somebody like um, Beanie. Um, oh, Beanie Feldstein? Yeah. Feldstein. I was like, it's not Feinstein, it's Feldstein. I think she would be really cute. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. That'd be good. That'd be cute, actually. I, I, I want that. Yeah. Because um, she's like, she's like, she's obviously a very big name in Hollywood mm-hmm. right now, but like, she's still got that like, unassuming like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure she's a good perform like singer or performer, so it'd be it would work well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it'd be cool to to, I don't know, have a like a bigger person like yeah. play that role and like have them like experience the sexual awakening and and uh confidence that we saw in the movie you know i think that'd be so really now the fun. question is who's rocky conor mcgregor <laughs> <laughs> no, <what? laughs> no he'd be so aggressive he just come out swinging yeah and he's not an actor i was just fucking um I mean, if we, if we cast Daniel Radcliffe as um, Riff Raff, then Robert Pattinson could be Rocky. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he'd be like, that's the skin of a killer, you know? He would come out of the tank Sparkly. like depressed. Like, they'd have to lift him out of the tank like that sheep in Jurassic Park. Like, bah. We got a taste in a new moon, so. Yeah. No, he's not like the the Adonis type that mm. Rocky is like intended to be because he's supposed mm. to be like the perfect man. Mm. But also you could like turn it on its head and cast somebody who's like not like super shredded and like water dehydrated and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that can be Mick Jagger. Now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He finally got a shot. or steve martin (laughs) oh yeah no steve martin should be the um professor that would be good yeah no he i think that would be that'd be perfect i think yeah i think he should be the professor i also kind of want it to be like a big heartthrob in hollywood like harry styles or somebody like that like somebody with a lot of star power who would like totally be down to do something zany maybe tom holland yeah because he's got he's like boyish but could like beef up if he needs to you know but can he sing because i mean everybody in the original Rocky yeah War, he was on broadway or wasn't was he, he really yeah like didn't he do billy uh what is it billy elliot yeah he was billy elliot in the movie i think oh all right then fair enough and then he did that like singing in the rain uh I thought that was lip syncing though. Yeah. Well, he can dance and he can he can perform. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Okay. We'll do him as Rocky. Have you seen Sex Education? Mm-mm. Damn it. I was thinking of um the actor that plays a character there. He's um his name's Shuti Gatwa. 
he plays Eric. He is my favorite character in the show. Um, I might have mispronounced his first name, but I think I said it right, but I'm not sure. Um, but I think he would be a really fun um, Columbia, hmm. just like in the and the get up and the and the tap dancing and the sass. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a really interesting choice. Not sure about Magenta though. Don't wait. No, I thought of it. Hold on. I just don't uh, know her name. Oh, woe is me. My life is a misery. Oh, why can't you see that I am the star of the May Whitman. She was the, okay, she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And she was the, um, one of the exes. She was the, the girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see yeah. her being magenta or like well, Bella Thorne, be... somebody like yeah. that, somebody weird. Well, that's it. We have our cast then. Darn right. Can't take any of them back. <laughs> but if I really had my way, I would just make the original cast do it again. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a much darker film, but we'd watch it anyway. <laughs> no crime. Um, all right. I guess. I guess we could start wrapping it up. Do you have anything else you want to talk about in regards to Rocky Horror? Any last thoughts? No, it's it's an all around great film. I feel like no matter how much we prepared for it, like prepared for this episode, it would have turned to like chaos anyway. Yeah. There's so much to say and it comes in all different directions. Hmm. So no, but I'm glad we finally got to talk about it. Yeah, me too. And Yay! Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, okay, bye. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm happy we got to talk about it. I'm happy that it was kind of a mess because I don't know I don't know how you organize a an episode about Rocky Horror. Um, but we kind of kind of just talked about things as it as as it came up. So yeah, cool. and we're back cool. at it. We're back. We are still live, and we are we are maybe better than ever. We're not sure yet to be. <laughs> jury's still out on that uh we appreciate all of our new listeners we've gained a little bit of a little bit of a new following since we've taken our break so that's really cool tell Um, your friends yeah tell tim curry (laughs) (laughs) he listens he he already listens so i would love that if he did he Mm -hmm. i would be receiving a restraining order in the mail though pretty pretty soon (laughs) stop calling me on your burner phones (laughs) Anyways, all right, so we're going to wrap this up. Madeline, I love you. Uh, I'm excited to get back into these movie reviews. I love you too. Can't wait for the next one. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, whoa, was me.